Welcome to From the Medium, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Welcome back. I am Molly Smith, your host. I want to remind you all that our program is available for download. You can do so by going to our website from themedian.org. Listeners, as always, wonderful to have you with me. Thank you so much for joining. Right now, I am being joined by my wonderful friend and brand not brand new anymore, two years into the job, <laughs> Kate Macker. Yeah, not new anymore. <laughs> not new anymore. Kate Macker is our executive director, of course, of Cleveland Right to Life. So wonderful to have her with us. And we're going to be talking about things, all things Cleveland Right to Life, and perhaps a little bit beyond that as well. Kate, welcome to the program. It's so great to have you with us. Thank you for having me. You know, Kate, we've, we've, we've gone through some very, it's been a tough time. We've, we've gone through a very, very long and sort of drawn out eight or nine months of fighting to try to stop this horrible abortion amendment that has come into our state and was passed on November the 7th. We've sort of, t- we took a break and stepped back from it for a while just so that we could regroup and rethink. But, you know, as you and I were talking and, and, and deciding what we would talk about today, because I like to bring you on at least once a month just to bring everybody up to speed. I think we, there are a couple of things that I feel, and I, I'd love to get your opinion on this. I think there were some very good positives coming. Of course, the most, the, the best thing would have been if we had been able to, you know, to stop the amendment altogether, to defeat it, and it would be gone, and abortion would be done in our state. That right. didn't happen. That didn't happen. So, you know, instead of sitting down and crying in our, you know, in our soup here, one of the things I thought we should look at is, is what, what did happen? What were the positive things that did happen as a result of this intense fight in Ohio between the pro-life movement and the pro-death movement? And, you know, I, every time I'd, I'd talk to you and we'd speak and you'd tell me, give me an update as to what was going on during the campaign, you wouldn't mention a couple of things that you were just overwhelmed to see how wonderful people were. Let's go through some of that. Yes, I would be happy to. Because you're right, this this was a very difficult year and everybody on our side of the issue worked so hard and it, it was it was heartbreaking to see the results, but but you always try to look for the silver lining, right? And from my perspective as the executive director of Cleveland Right to Life and the vice president of the Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio, one thing that really stood out to me, Molly, was the first of all, the unity among all the pro-life organizations in the state of Ohio, which, and I know that you've often commented to me that you've never seen it this unified before, mm-hmm. because we all have our own uh, different mission statements, and, and largely they're the same, but they differ. But for this particular issue, everybody put their their little differences aside, and they said, "Hey, this is this is too important for for us to quibble. We need to all join together." So I think that was one thing that really stood out to me was the the unity among everybody in the pro-life movement here in Ohio. So we got together regularly. We met, we got to know each other. And I really think there was a lot of um, brotherhood and sisterhood that that went on. And I think that that will carry on past this election cycle. At least I hope and pray that it does, because I think that it will, it will serve us well in the future. And another thing uh, just briefly here is the, the fact that we, we had such an increase in volunteers who just came out 
And they said, a lot of them said to me, you know, I've never done anything like this before. I've never volunteered. I've never really done anything other than maybe put a sign in my yard. But I understand that this is too important for me to to just kind of turn a blind eye to. So you have these people who have never been politically active in their in their lives suddenly going door to door, talking to voters. And it, it, it was really heartwarming from a pro-life perspective to see, you know, obviously, you know, we're, we're on the ground, but until you have these people just kind of coming from nowhere, old people, young people, people of all walks of life who want to try to help defeat this horrible abortion initiative. Unfortunately, we weren't successful, but it did help to to bring about a whole new group of volunteers. And I believe that they are still energized. Exactly. And, I, I act, and want to remain active. Yes. Yeah, they, these are long-term. I mean, I don't think that this is just a flash in the pan. I think it is something that's going to be there. If anything, I, I'm hearing from people that they're more determined than ever to stay in, involved and engaged, which is going to be, uh, which is going to be very, very, very um, advantageous to all of us. Us. Because you know it's yes. all—it's all God's. It's God's will, and it's much. In, and I know He doesn't will the bad things, but He takes those bad things and makes them into incredible goodness and inc- yes. in, incredible blessings. And I see some of this, you know, as you're describing this, um, with all of the the um, you know the volunteers coming up, the grassroots effort, the boots on the ground, the people going, you know, knocking door to door, doing things that they've never done before. It is the start of a new, uh, I think, a new time in you know. Ohio for sure. So I think this is something that we've got to keep you know, keep moving forward, and, and you know get them engaged and 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 into things as quickly as we can because I think. People are um, motivated right now, um, disappointed. Of course, we're all disappointed, but but also very much motivated to, to try to stop this horrible, horrible amendment from going forward. Um, you know, when as I look at all of this and I see w- what happened. Um, Kate, there were, there were, there were groups of people that, that actually took initiatives as well and, 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 you know, sort of went forward. And I look particularly at, um, how, how incredibly, um, powerful it, it became to have a a social media team from, from Cleveland Right to Life sort of get together and and move forward. Can you tell us a little bit about that and, and tell people where they can go to, you know, to, to become, to, to befriend us and to, to be, you know, to, to help to spread our message? Yes. Well, we had been talking about it for quite some time, as you know, Molly. Uh, we that's been kind of on our on our to do list for quite a while now. And the the election in November forced our hand, and we said we need to do whatever we can to reach as many people as possible in Ohio. And although we'd had some social media platforms, uh, we'd been on some social media platforms. Uh, they were kind of dormant, and admittedly so. We needed to 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 really give them a boost. So we put together a team of mostly volunteers. We hired a gal who specializes in in this sort of thing, helping us uh, put together some really great videos and some wonderful pro-life content for the election. And we were able to, for example, we also were able to run some paid ads. So that means that the ads went out to people who may not normally come to our pages. So other people might just see them by happenstance and they would say, oh, this looks interesting. I'll click on that. And then that would then bring them to our page. And we actually, within I think about two weeks, we had um, increased our following, for example, on Facebook from 
1,500 followers to, I think, to, to 2,200. And that was in the matter of, I think, a week, uh, 10 days or two weeks, something like that. So so that just shows you the power of social media. Once it's, it starts going around and it spreads like wildfire and it goes viral, as the expression goes, we were able to get our, our message out. And unfortunately, uh, again, it didn't work to our advantage as far as at the polls, but we did educate a lot of people mm-hmm. and a lot of people saw our messaging who normally wouldn't have seen it. Absolutely. And as evidenced by the comments, you know, people can leave comments. And some of the people were, of course, you have your usual naysayers who are nasty, but you know what? They're still seeing it. Yeah. And by their commenting on it, it it gets seen by more people. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, exactly. like the old saying, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah. So even yeah. when you have these people who are pro-abortion and they try to, you know, disrupt you and, and cause problems, it actually draws attention to the content of our post. And so we are determined to keep that going because we understand that it's not just for the election cycle. Uh, as evidenced by the last election, we we definitely need to keep our, our educational wing of our organization going. And, and actually, we need to boost it and increase it because clearly more education is needed to, ch- to change hearts and minds. Because I think people have become too just uh, sort of uh, immune to the word abortion because they just think they don't think of what it entails. Exactly. And I think it's, exactly. a, it's incumbent upon us to, to, make sure to really focus yeah. in on, on the, the, the nasty, heartbreaking truth of abortion. So we need to work on that for sure. So Kate, what, what are we looking at for the future? I mean, there are some regular things that we do every year. Can you give the listeners some idea of what are we planning for 2024? Well, I I would say first and foremost, the the crown jewel in uh, Cleveland right to life's uh, arsenal is our bringing America back to life pro-life convention, which we have held every year for 14 years. And we're not stopping now. In fact, I think now more than ever, it's it's needed. And I think people need to gather people who are pro-life, who are interested in becoming pro-life and just interested of, of about the issues, uh, definitely are interested in coming to Independence, Ohio on March 8th and 9th of next year at the Embassy Suites for Bring America Back to Life 24. And we have already started working on putting a great list of presenters together. We're making arrangements with, with the hotel. And uh, very shortly, I will be posting some updates to the bringingamericabacktolife.org website. Mm-hmm. So I know that uh, every year we always get inquiries right about this time. When can I register? And I, I think it's great because I love it. Um, that means that people, they look they look for it every year and we attract a new following every year. So we have folks who come every year from all over the country. And then we have new people who have never been there before. And I, I think that because of the election results and because people who were engaged uh, as volunteers and also just because everybody knew about issue one, and I think they're really curious to know what is the pro-life movement in Ohio going to do now? And I, I believe we plan to answer that in, you know, in spades yes, uh, at the America Back to Life 24. Exactly, exactly. So that's the first, that's the main, that's the thing that we really do focus on because it does uh, draw so many people and we're, you know, we plan to live stream again. So that's a great thing. So even if people can't physically be there for whatever reason, they will be able to see the the, the speakers and just take part in their own remote way. And so that's uh, 
that's a Absolutely. big priority for us. Um, but we're also going to be in other places as well, Absolutely. doing our usual things. You know, so we do. So we do every year and have done for for oh my goodness gracious, I want to say since the beginning of since since Roe v. Wade was passed, we've been doing in Cleveland um, a, a march for life, a Cleveland march for life for anybody who's unable to go to Washington D.C. And it's very important that if you can, you should still go to Washington D.C. because the fight is still on, as we've just seen. We we can't just say okay. Roe v. Wade is overturned, so now we can we can all sit back on our laurels. That's not going to happen. But that we have a march for life. That's normally the weekend before um, the, the the march. It's normally about sort of seventeenth, eighteenth, somewhere around the the, the weekend before the um, yes. DC march for life. So that's another huge thing, and we try to get all our schools involved and you know get as many people as we can. Hopefully this year we'll get the churches very much involved in the you know for anybody who couldn't go to to DC, as I say, this this would be a great way for them to to participate. And so to show their support for the unborn child. So I think that's yeah. a great one. Absolutely. And I think that, yes. And I think that, uh, to your point, we, you know, we're not going anywhere. The pro-life movement in Ohio, particularly Cleveland Right to Life, we're not going anywhere. And so if the other side thought that we were just going to slink away in defeat because of the election results, that's not going to happen. So I would love to just have a wonderful showing for the Cleveland March for Life in January. And yes, it is cold and, and it's usually very blustery. So, but we have a hearty group of people who, who dress warmly and we, we march to uh, preterm the abortion mill uh, here in Cleveland. And we, we do make a statement and it would be wonderful if we could increase the number of people who, sh- who come to that Absolutely. march. Absolutely. That would be wonderful. Absolutely. To get a keynote speaker that comes and, and just to give us a, a sort of encouragement as well as that. And as I said, as many uh, clergy as we can possibly get, there would also be wonderful. So if you know of anything, and I, I'm, I'm just scrambling right now whilst we're talking, just to have a look at that date, because it's, as I said, it's normally the, the, you know, the second or the third weekend in, in January. So it will probably be round about um, the 13th uh, the Saturday, the thirteenth of of January, that we'll probably have it. But we'll we'll check check out our website, check out our, our, our you know who, who, who um get onto our mailing list so that we can keep you informed on on all the things that are going on. Um, right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio. Uh, you are the vice president next year. You will be the president of, of Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio. Cleveland Right to Life was very instrumental in being a, in, in a, as being a founding member of this amazing organization. Tell us a little bit about that, so that the, anybody that's out there that wants to get involved in this again, we have a we there is a, a website that you can go to. But tell us a little bit about what Right to Life Action Coalition is going to be doing and who they are. Well. I feel kind of silly telling you that, Molly, because you were one of the founding members as, you know, as representing Cleveland Right to Life. But uh, the Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio is a coalition of pro-life organizations in the state that really focuses on the the grassroots pro-life movement. And what I mean by that is we're, we're not run by the top down, whereas you have the officers and board members telling everybody else. Uh, in membership, what to do, it pretty much happens the other way around. So we work with our members and uh, we, we listen to them. We, we speak with them regularly. We find out what's going on, what needs to be addressed and what issues they believe we need to focus on. And of course, it's, it's all hands on deck and it has been um, since the formation of the Right to Life Action Coalition in 2017. 
But this past year, the Education Fund for the Action Coalition has gone around the state and they actually decided to do this even before issue one came up, but uh, fronted by Linda Tice, who's the president of the Right to Life Action Coalition Education Fund, uh, they have been going around the state holding these town hall meetings and they have been drawing like crazy. We started out very small, but the the momentum just kept building and building and building because people wanted to to find out. They they were hungry to learn more about what's going on in Ohio with abortion laws and so forth. And so these town halls just really gained a reputation for being the go-to source for, for pro-life education. And there was, I think, no doubt that even after the election that they wanted to keep these going. So they do plan to to keep going with the town halls in in, in the coming year. Because, as I said, we do need more education, and the, it, it does show that people do – they do want to to learn about the issues. And, and a lot of people come to us and they say, well, I'm pro-life, but I need to be able to discuss it with somebody who might not be pro-life. I need to be able to speak intelligently about these issues so I can – uh, maybe convert somebody to the pro-life perspective. And so that's what the, that's what the Action Coalition is all about. We are trying to educate folks so they can go out and then share that information with their friends and neighbors and family. Yeah. And uh, another another big part of, of the organization is, of course, we work politically with the legislators down in Columbus to try to enact the most pro-life laws possible in the state of Ohio. And it will be... Uh, Kind of anybody's guess, we, we do have to pray about what's going to happen legislatively uh, in Columbus now that issue one has passed. But just because issue one has passed, that doesn't mean that we're, we are going to just throw in the towel and, and go home. We are definitely going to exhaust all possibilities to try to do what we can to stave off this, this horrible blight called issue one. Absolutely. So I think we have a few things up our sleeve that we're still that are still on the de- development stage, but Right Life Action Coalition uh, will be there at the ground level in Columbus and statewide uh, doing everything we can to to hold on to that that sanctity of life mentality because we, yeah, we're not going anywhere. No, absolutely. And, 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 you know, I, I know that, um, the education fund, right to life action coalitions, education funds, um, they're, they are now moving into, you know, they, they went from their traveling seminars, the, the coalitions, truth, light and life town, town halls are now moving into what they call life seminars. And this is particularly for the legislators just to, to educate again, to keep on focusing on that education piece which is so necessary and so needed because Kate you know in in the um, exit polling that we're doing after the after the um, election we are finding some very very disturbing things that have that have that are popping up and appearing that we've we've got a, we've got our work cut out ahead of us but but I know that people with groups like um, you know right to life action education fund it's going it's going to be great I mean they reached they directly reached over 5,000 people during their truth light and, t- and lifetime town halls but that that's amazing. And then in the, the impact of those 5,000, if you look at where those people go and go out into their community, they, they, they anticipate that the impact was, was 50,000 people were impacted by those light, uh, truth, light and life. 
uh, town halls. So I can see the same sort of thing happening again as they go in and, um, you know, put the life seminars together for the legislature. So it's going to be, it's going to be a really, really in, uh, exciting year. And hopefully this is going to be the year that we can really put a big dent into, into the attitudes and, and the, and the, um, uh, I don't just the the, the the culture, the culture of death that's yes. around us. I mean, we really do have to do that. It's going to be so important, you know. So I think I think this is great, and it's, I think we're we're well set. We're in a good place to to be able to do that. Um, finally, I, I wanted to talk with you about right today is Giving Tuesday. So we yes. have got a wonderful thing that's that, that's available, and I and we need to make sure that everybody un- knows where it is. And actually, I will see if I can get it up onto the website, folks, so that you can have a look at the um, Giving Tuesday uh, social media little uh, blurb that we put together that actually Kate and, and her friends and, and and our team did. Um, tell us a little bit about what what is our goal? Where, where do we want to go? How, you know, how do, how do people give to us? Because it's going to be so important that we have the financial funding to to be able to move forward to do all the things we're hoping to do next year. Yes, I'm so glad you asked me about Giving Tuesday. It's perfect timing, actually. Um, It's Giving Tuesday. Yes, it is. Uh, Well, Giving Tuesday, of course, as you know, uh, and everybody, hopefully your listeners know, it is uh, sort of the antidote to Black Friday and uh, Cyber Monday. So when people are in the giving spirit or in the spending spirit for the Christmas season, uh, the the idea is is that uh, Charitable organizations, in our case, the Cleveland Right to Life uh, pro-life organization, would uh, gratefully uh, accept donations to help help us keep our mission going. So we talked about bringing America back to life convention. Now, that takes an awful lot of money to put on. And we have a wonderful team, but we always we always need help with that financially. And as we speak on your From the Median radio program, that is listener supported. Yeah. And so we always need need support from our from our donors to, to help us keep this radio program on the air. We have uh, our Treasures for Life thrift store where we provide material assistance to mothers and families in need through our Lifesavers program. So if a if a if a woman is referred there uh, and needs some help getting on her feet with clothing, clothing for herself or her children, some diapers, formula, that sort of thing, we are uh, able to provide that assistance for her or or to that family. And again, we we need the financial support of our donors because we need to to keep keep this going, and we we need to keep the the education part particularly going because uh, we need to, to get out there and we need to mix it up and we need to change hearts and minds. And we're not going to do that unless we're out there in the community doing things like, as you mentioned, the uh, Cleveland March for Life. We marched in the St. Patrick's Day parade. Uh, now we've started doing a Dobbs Day celebration in June that celebrates the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And wherever where there wherever there's an opportunity for us to to work to uh, engage with the community to change hearts and minds, we're going to be there. So that uh, that in addition to the political activity that we do in terms of the lobbying and working with politicians, uh, we we work to get the most pro life candidates elected every year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there are, there are a lot of aspects to our organization. So if your listeners uh, are moved, I would, I would ask them to prayerfully consider making a donation to Cleveland Right to Life. 
if you would like to donate to our action fund, uh, that is the portion where we do the political activism and the lobbying, you can go to clevelandrighttolife.org and then click on the donate button. If you would like to contribute to our education fund or the educational asset organization, you can go to crtledu.org. So it stands for Cleveland Right to Life Education. So crtledu.org and click on the the donate button there as well. And we are we are very grateful because we are very, very motivated. But this let this election cycle took the really did uh, take a lot out of us yeah. financially as an organization. And we you know we wouldn't be anywhere without our, our supporters. Without so we supporters. Absolutely. So listeners if you can again org. Go there, and in fact, if you want to give to the education one, it's probably the easiest one to remember, clevelandrightlife.org. There is a button which will take you to the right website to give to our education fund, so that that way too, but it is it is CRT, uh, C-R-T-L-E-D-U. C-R-T-L-E-D-U.org. Thank you so much, Kate Macra, again. Keep up the great work. Thank you for all you're doing. This is wonderful. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Molly. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you all for joining me this evening. As I say goodnight and God bless each and every one of you, I'd like to close with the words of the Holocaust survivor Elie Wiesel. There may be times when we are powerless to prevent injustice, but there must never be a time when we fail to protest. From the Median is listener supported. Visit our website, fromthemedian.org, for further information or to make a donation to continue to make this radio program possible. Email us, radionews at fromthemedian.org or call 440-668-4049. Through our fromthemedian.org website, you can download this or previous programs for your listening pleasure or sign up to receive our weekly preview of upcoming guest interviews. Tune in every weeknight at the same time to listen to another great interview on From the Median as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. This program has been sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content.